The Lean Braves reporting for duty, your source for fitness and food education with a noble purpose. Fasten your seatbelts and hold on to your carrots. You're listening to the Lean Braves radio show at theleanbraves.com. We are Avengers of Health. Welcome, Berets. I'm Ron Jones. I'm back with Tom Boleski from the Lean Berets. And we're talking about Restoration Road today and Tom's journey. And uh, welcome back to Lean Berets, Tom. It's, it's, been, it's been too long, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back here. It's good to be back. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll start with just a little brief uh, introduction of, of you can tell us you know, who you are and what your story is, and then uh, we'll spend a fair amount of time today talking about the progress you've made, because I think our show last time was, what, three years ago or something? Yeah, it's maybe, been a while. Maybe four years. So um, what's going on, and how, how, did, how do we get here today? Well, you know, life is... Uh, unfortunate sometimes i had a an accident while i was out in the desert playing with my boys on motorcycles and Mm -hmm. basically made a little misjudgment and went over the handlebars and ended up impaling myself into a slight incline and uh, compacted my spinal cord ended up being a c4 through c7 quadriplegic initially i was diagnosed as being complete Mm-hmm. which meant that I wouldn't be moving anything from my neck down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a devastating injury, and it's a devastating diagnosis. Fortunately, um, I've been able to go ahead and move beyond that initial diagnosis, and I'm more or less an incomplete injury now, mm-hmm. which means that I've regained movement below my neck, and I'm able to move my arms, my shoulders. And mm-hmm. I've even been able to go ahead and regain function in my legs. So it's, um, it's being dealt a very hard hand, and I'm just going to go ahead and play it out. And my theme is to never, ever give up and just uh, keep working as hard as I can to get back any function that I can get to make my life work. Yeah. I often think of you when, I, when your name comes up, I, I think of you as the hardest working man in show business, you know, like the James Brown of uh, spinal rehab, because I've I followed... Uh, a lot of your post over the years, you just work your ass off, you know, and how, how many days, to, and, and, and we need to talk about where you're doing your rehab again too, and the, the people that you're working with, because it's just an amazing uh, staff down there at the core center, right? Yeah. Core centers in Northridge. Right. That is my, my, uh, my religion. It's my church. It's where I go to. Mm-hmm. Before I was injured, I said that I was a member of the church of recreation. Yeah. Weekends were meant to be outdoors yeah. and to be exercising recreating whether it was mountain biking or motorcycle riding or hiking or fishing yeah whatever it was that i could get out and do with my boys is what i did mm-hmm. so now being that i've been injured right i go to core and i've been fortunate enough to work with um, taylor isaacs who yeah. has great came guy up. oh yeah he's just amazing he um, started a system called tki and it's basically a a system where you uh, go through restorative exercise it is continuous it's relentless mm-hmm. and it is documented just every single day you go mm-hmm. every move you make is charted mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of 
doing particular exercises repetitively, mm-hmm. getting good neural, neural um, getting good signaling down through your, your spinal cord mm-hmm. to the areas that you're trying to work and making that extremity work. Right. So I went from having, you know, my legs not being able to move at all to where I can move them now and I can actually get up in a trough walker and walk. Yeah, I was, uh, in fact, that's what prompted me to get, well, we've been talking about doing a show for over a year again, you know, but when I saw the post you put up a couple weeks ago uh, standing up, I'm like, oh, i got to get a hold of this guy and mm. come back in and talk about that. So, and how often do you go do your rehab at CORE in Northridge? Well, um, I typically go two to three days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, I work with a clinical exercise physiologist for an hour, mm-hmm. hands-on, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's the restorative exercise section of the the regiment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I work for another hour independently mm-hmm. on exercise equipment, usually to work on my cardiovascular and my strength and endurance. And uh, that's typical three days a week at core. Mm-hmm. And then here at home, I've been fortunate enough to acquire equipment that allows me to work at home also. Mm-hmm. I have a standing frame. I typically stand two hours a day, four to five days a week. Uh-huh. And then I have a, an exercise, uh, a new step, actually. It's a T4 it's a recumbent stepper. It's okay. a device that I get on, and I'll typically do between five and six miles in an hour. Yeah. And uh, once again, you know, it's cardio and, and stamina right. and building muscle and endurance. So more or less, my, my, my regiment is five to six days a week. Yeah, consistently month after month, year after year. Yep. Yeah. Um, what What is this saying? Did you mention already that saying that we talked about before the show? Well, my wife came up with it when we first started doing fundraisers. Right. And it was kind of our tagline. It said, uh, anything is possible, act accordingly. Yeah, that I've, I've borrowed that a few times, by the way. So you're definitely acting accordingly. Now, um, let's underscore, you were a very physically fit, active guy before this happened. And and despite the hardship of that, you you have remained that way. And I know I've had some conversations with you over the years as uh, sometimes we ran about people not getting off their butts and getting things done. And, and uh, I think you might have a couple things to say about that. I've also worked with uh, a woman named Tammy Greenberg, who um, when I knew her as a corporate client, she you know, was healthy and then found out she had ALS and now she's in a chair. And her message is very similar to yours. If you could do... Um, the things that you see me doing, you would absolutely be out there with me doing it. And, you know, what do you say to people that have a lot of excuses for not exercising and enjoying life um, in the outdoors and just just doing the things that we were talking about before the show that we grew up doing? Um, so much has changed in this country. Do you have anything to say to people about that? My advice to everybody flat out is that you got one body, and you've got an opportunity to go ahead and live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the things you need to be healthy, you're cheating yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this attitude where you get up, get caffeinated, jump in your car, go to work, eat crappy food, mm-hmm. come home, sit on your butt, look at the computer, <laughs> go to bed, and repeat. You're just going to kill yourself. Right. And you're never really going to have that level of physical wellness mental health mm-hmm. and the the simplicity of just knowing that you're the best you can be mm-hmm. and then you can build off that but the sedimentary lifestyle and the terrible diet and all the things that we do to ourselves now here in America just just doesn't work and my advice to people is mm-hmm. get off your butt and get out there and move 
Yeah. Anything you can do. Yeah. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you look better. It's going to build your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're going to be healthier and live a longer, more productive life. Jack O'Lane, I've interviewed him before he died, and he said, kick yourself in the butt and make it happen. You know? <laughs> yeah, sounds right to me. <laughs> Every day in the morning. Now, we were talking before the show, and um, of course, you were a very vigorous guy. You rode your bicycle, road bike, mountain bike, fishing, hunting too, or... Uh, I wasn't really a hunter. I, I really enjoyed, you know, freshwater and saltwater fishing. Okay. okay. Um, I loved to get out in the mountains and go for hikes. Hiking, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I played softball, played basketball, water skied, snow skied. Oh, wow. Just about Wakeboarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had three boys, and it was my mission in life to give them the very best, most active, you know, outdoor experience I could possibly give them. And uh, I spent my entire life as a young man and being a young father just giving my kids the best life they could have. And I've, I'm very happy to have done that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look back, you know, taking up motorcycling, which mm-hmm. my wife was kind of against. Right. And we had six years of going out there with my brothers and my brother-in-laws and uh, my nephews and just having a great old time. And if you talk to my boys, they'll tell you it was the best time of their life. Mm. And that's some of the fondest memories. And it really helped them to become stronger, better young men. Mm -hmm. And even though I've had this unfortunate accident and Mm -hmm. was related to obviously being out there riding in the desert, Mm -hmm. I don't have any remorse or any regret. I would do it the same even to this day. It's just a freaky accident, you know, and that's what happens in life. Sometimes things happen. There are no guarantees either. You could sit in the couch and, you know, get diabetes and all kinds of other stuff, and it might be more dangerous than riding a motorcycle, right? (laughs) Exactly. You're far better off getting out there and being active mm-hmm. and uh you know it's the the rewards outweigh whatever is out there mm-hmm. and my boys to this day you know they're very active they're fit and uh, they're enjoying some different activities mm-hmm. simply because of what has happened but uh, the bottom line is i taught them how to be active be physically fit eat right and uh, they're healthier and happier for it you know the i i think Let's spend a couple minutes on this point because I don't think there are a lot of parents out there with that kind of philosophy today. I mean, you made it a real driving point to get them out in the outdoors and do a number of different activities from being a sportsman to be being an athlete to just recreational kind of stuff. Um, even if you weren't racing your motorcycles, you're out there doing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's really important. I think it is. I think nowadays parents, unfortunately... This is a a term that I like to have coined myself, but I'm sure other people use it. I think the electronic crack that's out there right now, yeah, just it it just sucks people into a very sedimentary lifestyle, right? A sedentary, yeah. And uh, they they sit around and they're engaged with their electronics, be it video games or mm-hmm. watching videos or TV or whatever it is, and it takes away from the amount of time that they have to go out and do the things that you and I did when we were young, and that is be outdoors and just be active and ride your bike and play sports and right, right. just really, you know, enjoy what there is that's simple. Mm-hmm. And nowadays we're very distracted by the electronics and, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I think everybody needs to have a level of technical savvy mm-hmm. and, and, and be, you know, literate when it comes to that technology. Sure. But at the same time, I think as a parent, you have to give a kid a healthy mix. Yes. So that they can be fit and they can remain healthy. 
And uh, I think that is the job of the parents to to really make sure that that happens. Yeah, and there is a growing concern about that just in terms of overall general health. And, you know, that's what we promote at the Lean Beret so much. But um, there's a kickback against the electronic crack, if you will. Um, I just started doing some work with uh, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. A friend of mine named Lucas Paw started that website. And he's promoting, um, you know, living life outdoors and hunting and fishing because he grew up in Montana and uh, but he's talking about the values of of young men and women learning how to hunt and fish and what you can teach them in the outdoors that you just can't learn that on a video game or an app. No, you have to get outside and do that stuff. And and there there's a a concern with the sportsmen um, about losing the places to go do those types of activities and having some of that shut down and taken away. And it's very important. It's part of the American culture and. It's just an important lesson. I grew up hunting and fishing with my father, mm-hmm. and uh, my kids haven't done as much of that, and I actually don't feel good about saying that. But as I'm sitting here talking to you, I try to learn from every guest, and I'm I'm thinking when I go home, I need to rededicate a little bit more to that. Now, my twins have grown up you know, hiking and doing things like that. But Yeah, I see you guys outdoors. Yeah, but you, you, know, you just underscore the importance of that, and it, it made your uh, boys into men. It know? did. Yeah. It really did. You know, two of my sons went on to become Marines Mm -hmm. and serve the country. And I think a lot of what we did prepared them to go in because I remember them talking to me about boot camp. And, you know, it's supposed to be this holy hell that people get thrown into and that they barely survive. And both my sons came back and said, Dad, you know, it was hard, but it was very doable. And we actually kind of enjoyed it. Well, they knew how to work, and we talked about this before the show, too. So all those things require effort and work, and uh, people today are very quick to throw in the towel and not have that work ethic. And Now, you, were, um, you weren't an exercise professional or anything. You, you were in the construction business, electrician or something? Yeah, I had my own, my own company since I was 25. I was an electrical contractor. Yeah, so you, you were working in the, the construction end of things, but you, you know without being a fitness professional PE teacher, you clearly understood the value of that. And I think so many parents used to get that. Uh, not so much today, though. No, I think today it's just the focus is different. Yeah, it, There's not as much emphasis on getting out there and being physical. Mm-hmm. I think there's a tremendous emph- emphasis on um, leaning towards, you know, what what is easier and uh, the quicker ways of getting to where you want to get. And a lot of that is, you know, technical... Crap. Crap, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, and being on the brain science end of fitness, um, when you're physically fit and you're moving in certain ways, you fine-tune your brain. Mm-hmm. And so we don't think as well as we used to, scientifically speaking, um, even though we're doing all this technology because we're not moving our physical bodies. So if you really want to tune up your minds, you need to move your bodies. And well, we both know what it feels like yeah. to go out and get a really good cardio workout. Yeah. You know, get out on your road bike and right, yeah. put in an hour and a half or two at a high level. Yeah. And get your, your blood pumping at 90% of your, your maximum. Yeah, yeah. And then and just suffer. Yeah. And then come home and let those endorphins kick in mm-hmm. and get that mellow feeling you get after that workout. Yeah, yeah. You, your mental clarity, I know for myself, uh-huh. is just elevated. You just, you, it, it's, it's almost like you've taken a two-hour nap. Yeah. When in fact you've done the exact opposite. You've been out there exhausting your body yeah. and just getting your circulation going crazy. It's yeah. a it's it's a mental high. Yeah, there's a there's extra benefits to vigorous work for sure. 
big time. Yeah. Now, we, uh, we spent a little time talking before the show, of course, just to kind of get our ideas together. And one of the things you mentioned is that your, your perspective has changed about health, obviously, since this has happened, but you were more of a, you know, just a, you know, work hard, work ethic kind of guy when it came to fitness and activity. I mean, you're talking about uh, some transcendental meditation and things like that. You want to mention that and, and how that's helped you in your spinal rehab? Yeah, very much so. I, um, I was afforded the ability to, um, to learn transcendental meditation. It was actually gifted to a limited group of us at core. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, previous to my injury, I was a real alpha guy and, you know, <laughs> meditation would have been on the very, very bottom of my list of what I would have chosen to learn. Is a little foo-foo for you. Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't resonate well with me, right. you know, but after being injured, I, I really opened up and I understood that if there's anything out there that I can learn or have or be taught to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace it because with my condition, you know, limiting my ability to move and, you know, not being able to get up and do the things I used to do, uh, I really embraced the ability to learn something else. And when I was, when I, when I learned transcendental meditation, I embraced it and I started practicing it. And, uh, I found that it, gives me the ability to kind of have a mental reset. And, um, you know, in my condition, it can be a little bit of a downer on a regular basis to know that I can't get up and go play around a golf or, Mm -hmm. you know, get on my bike and go ride 50 miles. Mm -hmm. So um, the meditation is a great reset. It gives me mental clarity, Mm -hmm. gives me the ability to focus on what it is that I can do and really go hard and, and have the consistency that I need to have to do it. You know, like I said, five, six days a week. Right. And, uh, that that's been a big tool for me moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, it, it allowed me to elevate my devotion and my intensity Mm -hmm. to my workout. And that was just one thing. That's just learning how to meditate. So, you know, I throw learning more about nutrition and, um, doing some reading and getting some more exposure to mm-hmm. different mental, you know, practices that all these things combined are allowing me to be and to be even better at what it is I'm doing. And what I'm doing is I'm just working really hard at restorative exercise yeah. to try to get back as much function as I possibly can. I love that cuz um you know I I have a philosophy like that too. I, I, if something's better, I want to know what it is so I can get better and keep improving. And I I can tell you honestly that I'm moving better this week than I was last week just because of I'm constantly exploring that space. Where can I improve? And not in a self-critical way. I say, okay, well, I can see I need to improve there. But I'm, I'm, I'm playful about it now where before I would have been real aggro about it and pissed off and mm-hmm. kind of beating myself up about it. Now I just I tend to play with the, the improvements, if you will. I, I train with... Uh, Zen Kahuna, as he's known on social media, and he looked at me last year and he goes, how old are you, Ron? I said, well, I'm, I'm 55. He goes, well, when you're my age, you'll be in the best shape of your life. And he's, uh, he's about 11 years older than me. And I thought, that's a nice philosophy to have because as, as I've trained with him the last couple of years, he is constantly getting better. You Which know? is, that's, that's just contrary to what everybody in society believes. Exactly. You got it, you're, going, you're getting older and you're going downhill. It's like, right. dude, yeah. don't tell me that. Crap, I don't want to hear it. No, of course not. And and I'm under the firm belief, and I've kind of read things that kind of prove this, that 
as long as you stay active and you're tearing down muscle tissue and mm -hmm. your skin tissue and you're behaving as though you're a young person, mm -hmm. you're getting those vigorous workouts, your body will continue to think it's young and it'll regenerate. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as you slow down and start kicking back and sitting on the couch and drinking a beer and watching the ball game, yeah. your body's going to start saying, I guess this guy's old and we're going to stop regenerating. Yeah. And I think that's what the, the big majority of the public believes that you get old, you just settle down and you eventually fade away. Whereas in, you know, as you said, the gentleman you just yeah. talked to says you get better. He's 67. Over time. Yeah. How old are you, Tom? I'm 57. I'm 50. I'll be 57 next week. So I want to, I want to put a message out there. You've got two 57 year old guys sitting here talking about being vigorous and vibrant mentally, physically, spiritually. So in terms of uh, like bringing this forward, you know, that work ethic that we grew up learning that uh, some of the kids are missing today, you know, take that into life's adversities and things happen like to you. Um, and I think you had something you wanted to say about not giving up. Well, I, I, myself, I find that when you say not giving up, it's, it's really just a kind of a mantra. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that had I not been injured, I would be 10 years further down, you know, my routine and I would still be out doing the same things I was doing 10 years ago. Right now my life's a little different. Mm -hmm. I go to a gym and I work out at a gym and I do things that, you know, are important for my health. And the most important thing I think no matter what you're doing is just to never, ever give up mm -hmm. just to be relentless and just continue with your regiment. And if you can discover new and better ways to make what you do on a daily basis, a little bit more relevant, a little bit more, um, exciting or, or maybe something that kind of, you know, reignites that fire, mm -hmm. whatever you do, just keep at it because anything that you do to work out and to elevate your cardiovascular abilities is going to make you healthier, make you feel better. You know, like for instance, for me, mm -hmm. here it is, I'm, it'll be nine years out from my injury mm -hmm. this coming January. Mm -hmm. And I was very healthy, had great, uh, physical fitness and you know according to my doctor i was you know the perfect physical specimen yeah uh, i got i had a nurse come in to do a monthly check on me the other day and she uh she was a substitute and uh she goes i see here that you don't normally have your vitals taken and i go yeah they're prn because i don't need to take them daily i know that i'm healthy mm -hmm. she goes well i have to check you out so she came over and she put her stethoscope on me and she was checking my lungs and found out that, you know, obviously my respiratory system was very clear, mm -hmm. even though I only have half function on my lungs. Mm -hmm. She was kind of surprised. Mm. And then she goes, well, uh, I'd like to take your blood pressure. I said, well, go ahead and take it. It's going to be one, 110 over 80. Yeah. She kind of snickered. Yeah. She took it. It was 112 over 79, <laughs> and, which is exceptional. That's like the blood pressure of a 30-year-old of a athlete. Yeah. Wow. And then she goes, well, uh, you know, that's really good. You must, you know, work out a lot. I go, well, you know, I try to do what I can. Yeah. She goes, uh... I need to take your heart rate. So she takes my heart rate. And she goes, it's 56. That's really low. What's wrong? Is something wrong with you? I said, no. You're you know, fit. I'm an athlete. She and, and she just couldn't understand the concept that I'm a quadriplegic in a wheelchair, yet I have the vitals of a vibrant young athlete. Mm. And it's a reflection of what you can achieve yes. if you're willing to go ahead and put in the work. Right. You know, and I work hard. And yeah, you do. I, I want 
to remain alive mm-hmm. and I want to remain healthy and I want to re- enjoy what the life is that I have, have left. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you noticed when you came here today... I got to meet your grandson. Yeah, he came downstairs after mm-hmm. his little nap and mm-hmm. my little 18-month-old, you know, Lucas. Yeah. It makes me smile every uh-huh. time I see him. Yeah. And it, it reminds me why I work so hard mm-hmm. at being fit. Yeah. You know, there I, I still have a life. And even though I'm in a wheelchair and I'm a quadriplegic and mm-hmm. it's quite... It's quite screwed up, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Yeah. But, hey, man, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I could still have a, a good life mm-hmm. if I really pursue fitness. That's great. What's your goal? I mean, I, I think it's to walk, but what, where, do you, where do you see this going, or, or do you know? Well, the, the fact is this. I'm 57, and, you know, with my injury, technically, as far as the insurance companies are concerned, my shelf life is 62 years old. Hmm. That's when I got injured with the level of injury. The insurance companies say that at 62, that's it. Really? End of days. Now, I know for a fact that's not what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I aim to live a much longer and healthier lifestyle mm-hmm. and life. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, once again, it's it's being fit and trying to keep my weight down and eat right and get sleep and exercise, all that attributes to it. But it's also a matter of mental wellness mm-hmm. and knowing that, um, I really just want to enjoy what I have to enjoy. And my ultimate goals are to, you know, regain as much function as possible. Mm -hmm. And I say I want to walk. Mm -hmm. Walking is kind of a, you know, the way I walk right now, I walk with a trough walker. It's kind of a circus act. Mm -hmm. But neurologically, I'm imprinting what it takes to make that happen. Right. And if in a few years from now, I can actually get up and take a couple steps, that'll be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Realistically, will I ever walk again? Mm Mm-hmm. It's very doubtful. Yeah. My spinal cord was severely damaged. Right. Now, will I be able to get up, transfer into a dining chair, and maybe be able to feed myself someday again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those are very, you know, very, there's very good possibility I might be able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's those, it's those little things that make life just a little bit better and a little bit easier. And it, it's just getting as much of that back as possible mm-hmm. that are my realistic goals. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I just blanked out here a second. Um, so I'm going to throw you a little curveball. Okay. Um, have you looked into um, uh, stem cell replacement therapy at all? Well, it's interesting that you say that. Uh-huh. I, I've been exposed to a couple of different avenues. Uh-huh. Um, I did actually listen to a gentleman that was from Sweden. No, I'm sorry, Switzerland, mm-hmm. who was running a clinic in doing uh, stem cell implants where they were drawing bone marrow Mm -hmm. from the hip, Mm -hmm. sterile technique, spinning it out, concentrating the stem cells that are in the bone marrow, and re-injecting it at the very lowest part of the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And uh, downwards, just nerves where there's no more real vertebrae. And allowing that to absorb up in the spinal cord. And the characteristic of those stem cells is that they would migrate to the point of injury. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they would go ahead and start to do their magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stem cell is a very tricky kind of mystical type of a treatment. Nobody really knows 100% exactly how to do it mm-hmm. and how to make it work. Mm-hmm. They're still kind of finding their way. Mm-hmm. It, it works kind of very much on a nanomolecular level. Mm-hmm. It's almost like putting a needle into a haystack. Mm-hmm. you got to know what to put, where to put, right. when to put, 
and then it needs to be told how to work. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it's kind of like Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. It's like Genesis. You've actually figured out a way to regrow the tail on the lizard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think they're getting there. And I think there's a lot of ways that eventually they'll find a way. But this one particular technique, he was having pretty good results to the tune where he would have people fly over, they'd get the treatment, they'd come back, he would have them immediately immerse themselves in the type of restorative exercise that they were doing mm-hmm. to try to have return of function. Mm. And over the course of several years, he's had patients that have had return of function wherever it is the level of injury is in their spinal cord to the degree of 18, 25, 30%. Wow. So some very significant um, the the cycle for repeating the therapy was between six to nine months, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, the results are are, are pretty good. They're, they're encouraging, not, yeah. Yeah, they're very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be the same for everybody, and uh, the people that were getting the good results were really working their butts off. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one guy that was at our gym that was doing it, and uh, it was just amazing what you were able to see him regain. Really? Yeah. Now. It is so far away from return of function, right? You know, in in the one hundred percent realm, that uh, there's a ways to go. Yeah. But whenever you see something start working like this, you really start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that was encouraging. And then I follow another um, particular therapy where um, they were able to go ahead and put in a um, a hydrocele patch. Mm-hmm. And it's like a neurological uh, scaffolding hmm. uh, that goes in. They cut away this, the, um, the scar tissue mm-hmm. in the spinal cord, mm-hmm. and then they put this patch in, and it allows the axions to grow back into the area that was damaged. Really? Yeah, and they've had some amazing results with that. Now, they're in trials yeah. for this treatment. Mm-hmm. It's not a drug. Mm-hmm. So the treatment is a much easier course to get through. Mm. And uh, that's actually in the works right now. Mm. And I'm hoping that they have some really good results. Now, in order to make their system 100% of what they originally designed it to be, mm-hmm. they need to get the stem cell aspect, the proprietary you know, drug that goes in with the patch mm. to have it be a complete repair. And uh, their original premise was that they were able to cut the spinal cord of a spider monkey. Mm-hmm paralyzed the spider monkey to where his rear extremities didn't work. Mm -hmm. And within a period of six to eight weeks, they had that spider monkey walking again on treadmill. Really? Yes. Now, when you see it, it's almost, it looks fake. And there was a lot of skepticism. But Mm. the bottom line is, they're onto something, and it's just a very long road to get it through the FDA. It's fascinating on the spinal rehab side. Now, I've been exposed to the Regenix company in Mm -hmm. Denver, and they're doing some amazing work with, um, um, you know, the person's own uh, stem cells, mm-hmm. um, not the fetal. So, um, well, that's better because it, right. you don't have the that's what possibility they say. of infection. Yeah, that's and what they rejection. say. They use your own. Um, that's what this other guy in, in Switzerland okay. did too. Okay, uh, Doug um, Orchard, the filmmaker that does all their testimonial videos, is a good friend of mine. He's the one doing the La Sierra High PE film with me. So. Um, just behind the scenes, listening to what he's learned from all these people with all these different injuries and amazing recoveries. And 
extremely non-invasive compared to you know a lot of the other butchering going on so Mm -hmm. i mean maybe there's something there oh there's without a doubt i mean for spinal rehab too yeah no they're 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 on the way and and you know one of the interesting aspects of what's going on with spinal cord rehab Mm -hmm. and 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 getting people well again is that we have an ever-increasing number of uh patients because of the extreme sports that everybody's participating right, in. absolutely, So yeah. it's becoming financially viable for companies to pursue, you know, getting a treatment mm-hmm. to fix people. It used to be that there was a very small number of people that are out there that have the affliction or the, the mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you know, the more people that have it, the more lucrative it is, the more lucrative it yeah, is yeah. to find a, heal, a cure. Well, we've got a lot of military people that need help too. You know? Oh, yeah, that's tragic. And those guys get amazing treatment. Yeah, and I think you know we might end up seeing a cure coming from the military treatments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting ready to do a military project actually for veterans, so I'll keep you posted on that. That'll because be exciting. I've worked with the wounded warriors before, and I've always felt like at some point in my career I would loop back to that and try to help the vets. So I've got I've got something in the works. So very exciting, and, and uh, hopefully b- before the end of the year we'll have that out. That'd be awesome. Well. Um, Thanks, Tom. It's been a it's been a pleasure. You have anything else that you want to say before we sign off? Well, I just want to say that uh, it's been a pleasure being able to sit across from you and and talk about all this again. Um, I love following you on Facebook and watching all your your movement and your physical exercise that you're doing. Yeah, it's fascinating, and uh, I'm kind of envious. <laughs> I'd love to be able to come out there and do that with you. I know. I'll do some for you, man, because I knew if you could do it, you would be there. Right all right. On. And uh, on the heels of Jack Elaine, you know, I always think of this, especially doing a show like this with Tom, first inspire, then perspire, right? And that's what it's all about. If you know Tom, he wants you to get out and get the sweat on. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to the Lean Braves radio show at theleanbraves.com. Music today provided by Van Halen. Until next time, keep moving for noble purpose. No excuses. 